It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Laura McGoldrick, uh, good morning to you. Thank you for coming on uh, SENZ Breakfast. What a wild ride it's been. I've only been here for a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> you, you know I'm a little bit bonkers, uh, Laura. Yeah, and I appreciate and respect that about you, Mitch. Yeah, we do. Um, but I'll tell you what, both of us are wrong. Um, you need, it's all about the pants you wear on Christmas Day. You've got to have ones that have the right amount of give. For anyone who's been pregnant, and I don't imagine you do have, you want to get hold of some maternity pants because they move. Given how much meat you eat, they move with you. Oh, right. So, um, That's a great tip. For yeah. next Christmas. Get yourselves ready. Yeah, I've here. never been pregnant. I've, I've been accused of looking like I might be, <laughs> uh, but never been pregnant personally. Uh, it's time for our McCafe McCatch-Up now with Laura McGoldrick. Of course, Laura, we got, we got you on because your longtime friend, uh, Ross Tater, yesterday uh, made a big announcement that he's saying goodbye to playing for the Black Caps at the end of the summer series for, for the Black Caps. Did, did the timing of it come as a surprise to you? Um, look, yes and no. Um, um, after 17 years, he he wanted to go out on his terms, and his terms felt like it was right right now. Mm. So you have to respect the man's decision. As a cricket fan and as, ma- as his mate, I guess I never thought this day would come, and I hoped it would because I love to watch him play cricket. But, um, you know, he's given a lot to this game, and he's given it, like I say, over 17 years. He's the longest standing, you know, servant of the domestic game currently as we know it. Um, but the thing that sometimes we forget as sports fans is that it's not just an investment from him. It's not just his time. It's time away from his family, his growing family. He's got three beautiful children and, and a gorgeous wife who he hasn't seen a whole hell of a lot of. Um, you know, his, his mum and dad, there's just time that people don't necessarily appreciate that you spend away from your family and you miss things. You know, you miss birthdays, you miss parties, you miss weddings, you miss celebrations. So it's probably time for him to spend some time with his family before he enters this next chapter of his life um, and, you know, have the opportunity to sit back and, and reflect, um, but also enjoy the things that we perhaps sometimes take for granted, which is just waking up every day in your own bed. Yeah, true, Laura, 100%. Um, look, I, I'd love to know a little bit more of your take. You know, we see Ross Taylor, the cricketer. Um, I just love you being very close to the family for a long time. Um, can you just talk to talk to our listeners about Ross Taylor, the man? Ross Taylor I met when he was 17, 18 years old. Um, my mother and uh, my mother is a player agent and has worked with Ross since about he was that age. Um, and so I just... He was always very polite from the very beginning. I'll never forget that. Um, we're a very close, tight-knit family. So when you work with, with mum, you know, we sort of we sort of come as a parcel, unfortunately, for some. Um, and so we've been very lucky that um, I really do feel like I've literally grown up with Ross. That um, You talk about iconic duos and a lot of people won't realise that my mum and Ross, I believe, are really one of them. I'm, I'm totally biased. 
it's one of my best mates and my mum, um, who's very good at her job, and they have had such a special relationship and such a, a great working relationship for as long as they have. Um, so um, with that comes that we get to, to, to be around it and being part of it. And I think the thing with Ross is, is he has the most infectious laugh of anyone I know. He gets a bit high-pitched, and it's the funniest thing you've ever heard. So no matter the joke, if Ross laughs, you'll keep laughing. Um, he's a real, he's a real learner. He's really keen to learn. So like wine, for example, Mitchie, I know you'll know this. Once he decided he liked wine and he thought it was interesting, well, the next thing you know, he's a complete connoisseur. And you know, we, we've got books, and we're, we're all trying wine. And well, so that was a great ride for me. I was just happy to be drinking it. But um, <laughs> you know, Ross is a he's a great student. He's a great. I've loved watching him become a dad. That's been a great privilege as a mate to watch him do that. Um, he's a fantastic partner. He's a lot of fun. He's a great friend to me. Um, he's always there when I need. Um, and he loves cricket. He and Gup, um, obviously my husband, uh, are cricket nuffies. And Mitchell, about on par with you, I reckon. So they know numbers and they know things. And they've got great cricket brains. Ross has got a brilliant cricket brain. And I love to hear one of the things that has been most exciting in my relationship with Ross is over the um, over the last few years, um, especially actually just recently with the World T20, I've got to interview Ross about the game that's been played around us, so the World Cup, for example, in Dubai, and just picking his brain about the game and what he thinks and hearing his commentary where he thinks you know players should be feeling. As a cricket fan, I really love and appreciate that. And I think sometimes we, again, take for granted how much the players are out there actually thinking about the game. They don't just go out and try and hit the ball with a stick. It's a little bit more complicated than that, which I, I really love to hear more about. And I think the thing about Ross is he is the kindest man you've ever met. Mm. And he does things that people don't realise behind the scenes. So he helps out different communities. You know, he's a very proud someone boy, so he helps out, um, you know, people that you just wouldn't even realise. And he's always giving, always giving gear, always, you know, whatever he can do to help. Um, he is a great, he's a great human being, and you know a, a lot of cricket, cricket fans, people will be mourning the fact that he's finishing playing cricket. But I'm, I'm excited to see what he does next. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we're losing one of the great blokes uh, from New Zealand cricket in terms of that. Um, he, I know he did a lot of work with PNG as well um, to help yep. those those uh, budding uh, cricketing communities. I guess you've been there commentating or presenting um, or as a fan at most of Ross's uh, big big milestones. Is there any performance that really just stands out to you, Laura? It's funny. I was thinking about that before. Um I have to say, there's one that I, I will always stick out for me. He was relatively new to the test setup. It was in 2008. It was the England tour. And Ross came into bat just after Daniel Flynn had his two front teeth knocked out by Jimmy Anderson. And um, he walked out to bat at um, Old Trafford in Manchester and he scored 100. And it was one of the best 100s I've ever seen. He was so fluid. He was so brilliant. I loved that. His his runs that he scored down in Dunedin um, to, to get us to equal the current one-day series against England um, was one of the big standouts for me when he played on half a league. One of his calves had blown, one hamstring had gone, <laughs> he was missing a foot, like he was all over the show. But he played brilliant cricket and it was really entertaining um, to watch. I just loved it. I think the thing that I'll miss most um, in terms of what you see on the field is that, that confidence that you get as Sam when Ross walks out to the crease. I think of the 2019 Cricket World Cup, a lot of people, you know, talk about Kane's back performance and Kane did have a brilliant World Cup, but so Roscoe, he got us out of strife on multiple occasions, he and Kane together um, in the middle overs there. And um, I think those are the big ones 
for me, the 2019 World Cup, that test. Oh, and obviously it's 290 in Australia. Um, oh, look, probably all of them. I'm a, bit of a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a fangirl for Ross. Actually, I was going to bring up, I going to bring up Sri Lanka as well. Look, I think I think that Ross is just, yeah, I'll miss, I'll miss, his, I'll miss knowing. It's okay because Ross Taylor's walking to the crease now. <laughs> we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Uh, Laura, obviously you've been tight with Ross for a long time, as you said, since you know you were both around 17. Um, I, I saw this... Ross a lot older than me, actually. I was very young. He were was you? 17. I was like a baby. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to argue with you. Um, now, Joseph yeah. Romanos tweeted yesterday about saluting to Ross Taylor, and one of the things he said in there was that he showed huge character in recovering from the shafting he got from New Zealand cricket midway through his career. I mean, what happened to him when he lost his captaincy would have been very, very tough personally, uh, how he dealt with that uh, from a confidence point of view and how he overcame that in terms of trusting, I guess, New Zealand cricket and that, and that, that set-up. Uh, you're obviously close to him. How, how tough was that for him and how tough was it for you to watch him go through that? Well, it was, it was, it was I can't really describe how tough it was. It was horrible because you could understand why he was feeling the way he was feeling and the way it was playing out in front of everyone. And I guess it's kind of, you know, Ross is a beautifully proud man and to have that happen to him in such a public way, and that's very hard for, you know, anyone to deal with. And I think Ross did a really good job and the best job he could uh, at the time. And I don't, I honestly don't know how we got to it. Um, I think, again, his relationship with my mum um, they worked really hard. Um, him and his wife have obviously got a great, um, you know, they're a great team behind the team. So I, I, I don't, I still don't really know because, you know, he, like I say, he's a beautifully proud man, and that would have been just massive. I, I don't know how he cope with it, but as a mate, it was really hard to watch. It was really hard to watch because I know how much that captaincy meant to him and how much he loved the role. Um, but. You know, he the way he came back, he fought back and played great cricket and won games for the team. I mean, that just says everything you need to know about the man. Was there ever a point in time, do you think, around there that he might have given away playing for New Zealand then? Would you? I, to be honest, yes, I would have. I, I mean, I, yeah. I had this conversation a few times with people and said I would be very much like, you know, um, all right, well, sod you. You can't have me anymore. I'll just go and play IPL, CPL. I'll go and play some county cricket. I'll, I'll just continue to play play my game there and, and, and do that, and you can do without my, my skills because, I mean, at the time, he was the best batsman we had. Yeah, and I think what, just, you know, at the risk of repeating myself, if you if you look at the situation, you look at that and you think of all the options that you have and after that's happened, he could have done that, but that's how much playing cricket for New Zealand means to him. Mm. He was always going to find a way to get back and play cricket and, and, and play really good cricket. Um, and I think that's a combination of different things, different things he did to work through it um, with different people. Um, and, um, yeah, the, the way he went about it is hugely admirable. So you'll be looking forward to uh, a couple of Christmases at at the Taylor's house, Um, although Guff's going to be a little bit sad uh, going away on tour without Roscoe from now on. I think he's going to be gutted that they, um, you know, a lot of people have talked over the years about Roscoe and KFC. They've neglected Roscoe and Nando's. And Roscoe (laughs) and Guff and Nando's are, uh, are are quite a thing. They have quite the relationship. So I know Guppy's really... Gutted, and I think he's grateful that he'll at least have the one day is to, to play some cricket with him before it does come to an end. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just can't quite imagine a Black Cats lineup without Ross Taylor in it. It's, um, 
doesn't really seem doesn't seem quite right. It's, sad, it's, so <laughs> it's actually really sad, isn't it? Um, it's it's, uh, not, it's it hard to put into really words. Um, just not not just for just for um, ourselves knowing him, um, but for I think all New Zealand cricket fans. I, I know you'd second that, Ricardo. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, and that leads me into something else, Laura, that we were talking about before. And I know you're going to have to you have to take the uh, the, the Ross Taylor Fan Club uh, commemorative sunglasses off when I ask you this question, um, and 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 be and be Laura McGoldrick, the broadcaster. But where does Ross mm. sit in the pantheon of New Zealand cricketers? Where does he sit in the the all time greats for you? I, I, I really, if you look at his numbers, and they are some outrageous, outrageous numbers. The man is right up there, and I think it, it, it must be hard. Well, we're lucky as cricket fans because at the same time as Ross Taylor, we have Kane Williamson. So you often sort of bend, you know, you go between the two names. But if you if you look at uh, the numbers of Rosses, he is without a doubt <laughs> right up there because I mean the man is well, he's a freak. But um, what do you think, Mitchell? Do you think that he is um, he will go down because of not just the way he played the game, but what he did behind the scenes? Or do you think that he will? Um, yeah, where do you think he sits? Yeah, we were talking about that before. Um, I think most New Zealand cricket fans will put Richard Hadley at the top, uh, Martin Crow around that second position. Then I think I think Ross wouldn't want to. Barring all these records, so he's gone well past. You know, most runs of New Zealanders over all formats, 18,074 runs. Most ODI hundreds, 21. Most runs NZ ODIs. Like, his numbers are far beyond uh, the likes of Martin Crowe, but I don't think Roscoe, uh, with the respect he had for Martin Crowe, would ever want to be uh, put past him. Um, I would have put him equal with Martin Crowe, in my personal opinion, um, and at that second slot, maybe with Dan Vittori in and around that spot as well. This him and uh, him and Martin Crow talked a lot about um, records and how they're meant to be broken and 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 I know Ross has spoken in the media about how Hogan wanted him to you know beat his records and stuff. Um, so I, I think he'd love to hear that you think he sits uh, alongside Hogan on the list there. But I mean, I, I, I you talk, you, you band around some of those numbers. I mean, the fact that he's played over a hundred matches, he's the only player to do it in all three formats. It's, it's quite outrageous, and he's only thirty-seven. I mean, it sounds old in sporting terms, but it's mm. actually not. And that is a lot of cricket. That is four hundred forty-five appearances for New Zealand. That is no mean feat, man. I don't know how I don't know how you boys do it. I get tired. And at the end of this tour as well, after those two Bangladesh tests, um, uh, hopefully he gets through them all healthy. Um, he'll be equal top most tests for New Zealand with Vittori on 112. That's, That's unreal. That's break. unreal. Uh, Off you go, Laura. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you go. I was just going to say, oh, what does that work out to? 112 times five. How many days... Uh, and the whites is that. That's that's quite a few. That's five hundred and sixty days. It's a year and a half. Oh, poor life. <laughs> <laughs> she, she might Victoria might be counting it in dollar terms. Oh well, uh, the old match fee. <laughs> I often hear this, Laura. I don't know. You, you maybe you can you can you can give us some insight here. But you know there is that. Oh, he's away again. He's away again. He's away again. And then when he's home for about two weeks, he's like, oh, is he still here? Yeah. <laughs> and you always come back with a handbag yeah. to soften that as well, eh, Laura? <laughs> That's exactly right, Mitchell. A handbag or a nice pair of shoes. But um, I tell you what, no, it, it is funny because Guppy just did a 14-week stint. And it was sort of my first big, big stint with two kids. 
And he came home and, you know, towards the last couple of days, I was, I was really, really for him to come home. And I sort of offered to go into quarantine for him. I said, I tell you what, <laughs> you come, I'll go into the hotel for the 10 days. That'd be great. Um, and then he came home and after about two weeks, he's like, look, seriously, it doesn't go there. It does. That is not where that goes. Okay? This is my house now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do. It, take, it takes time and you put in your kids. Um, you know, I remember when he had, um, you know, when Roscoe had, had McKenzie. He left when she was a couple of days old um, to go away on tour. And it's just its so much for the, the partner to sort of cope with and comprehend that you're doing this on your own. But it's because your partner's chasing their dreams and representing the country, which is awesome. It's um, its quite a wild ride. So um, hats go off to Victoria, his wife, because she's done an incredible job. Yeah, you... uh, An incredible job of holding down the fort. Yeah. You call it OCD. I call it put it back where it belongs. Um, I, I think I think that's where you're coming from, Laura, and I, I fully understand that. I fully understand and appreciate that. Hey, listen, thank you very much for coming on and talking about your good friend, Ross. Uh, it's been great to get some insight from someone that knows them both within the game and, and, and from out and for so long as well. I really appreciate uh, your time, mate. And keep up the good work, too, that you do uh, on Sky presenting the cricket. Uh, looking forward to a, a, another good summer. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, and thanks for letting me talk about old Roscoe. Yeah, hey, anytime. Anytime you like, Laura. You know where we are. <laughs> Thank you, Laura McGoldrick there, talking about Ross Taylor, who's, uh, yeah, I had no idea that she'd known him as long as she had. I like 17 um, when he signed with her mum as, as his agent. That's, that's crazy. It's a long, long time. Yeah, a long time. And that's that's when I was going through trying to find people to, to come on and talk about Ross. Mm. Um, you know, you could easily go to a past player, someone who's played with them, but you wouldn't know, know him um, as well as Laura does. Um, you don't know the ups and downs he's gone through as well as Laura does. Uh, you know, it's just a, the right person to, to be able to talk about Ross. Um, the only other person you'd have any kind of consideration towards thinking about would maybe be Ian Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, Smithy was is yeah. pretty tight with Ross, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, so, you know, those two um, top of mind, and we thought we'd just let Smithy enjoy his holiday. But Laura, um, you know, such a great girl, um, such a great family that they've got, and um, I know this will be very upsetting for her as well. Yeah, indeed. Uh, this is the SCNZ Summer Breakfast. Mitch McLennigan, Ricardo Ball in for Baz and Izzy. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.